Good morning. In grand, flowing, poetic lines, the prophet announces that the exile of God's people in Babylon is over. God will deliver Israel and will care for her as a shepherd cares for the sheep. This word can be trusted because the only enduring reality in life is the word of God. A reading from Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of the Lord. The psalm for today, Psalm 85, is read responsibly. You have been gracious to your land, O Lord. You have restored the good fortune of Jacob. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying, for you speak peace to your faithful people and to those who turn their hearts to you. Steadfast love and faithfulness have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. The Lord will indeed grant prosperity, and our land will yield its increase. This short letter deals with pressing concerns regarding the final advent of Jesus, especially concerns that could arise over its apparent delay. The author of the letter calls on Christians to anticipate the promised coming of the Lord through conduct dedicated to God. 
a reading from 2 Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire? But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. The word of the Lord. Please stand if you are able to receive the gospel. This is the Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. <clears throat> this message was seen on the outside was seen outside the Clinton Correctional Facility, a maximum security prison in Danamora, New York. The quote said, The Danamora Fire Department reminds you it's Fire Prevention Week. Practice your escape plan. We need to do that. And the one of the themes of Advent is to be prepared. 
even though it doesn't seem as if much is going to happen. I think we feel kind of discouraged and maybe distraught in our day and age because righteousness does not prevail. Instead, there's a lot of deceitfulness. And it seems as if things get worse rather than better. And you know, the passages we read from today, from the scriptures, people felt pretty much the same way. Isaiah proclaims comfort, comfort my people. Proclaims that there will be a highway to the promised land. What was the setting for this? Remember, it was the captivity in Babylon. We don't think much of this, but can you imagine having all your, all the people, God's people, taken into captivity for over six decades, over six decades in Babylon? Today, of course, we would call this genocide. The whole idea of removing a people from an area and taking them into captivity. From uh, 587 to 521, Israel was in, in, Judah was in captivity in Babylon, modern-day Iraq. And in the midst of this, Isaiah proclaims this message. Comfort my people, comfort God will raise up the valleys and bring low the mountains and there will be peace, Isaiah says. There will be restoration. Can you imagine having any hope after six decades? I mean, that's a couple generations. I mean, there probably wasn't, wasn't anyone left who could remember being in uh, the homeland. And in the midst of this, um, Isaiah promises that these people will go back to their homeland. Uh, it's, it's a terrible trip, cr full of craggy hills and so forth. How are they going to make it? How are these people going to make it? There will be a new exodus. And God will raise the valleys and bring low the hills, make a highway for the people to go back to their land they will be restored. How did people receive this? I'm thinking they were kind of cynical. Are you kidding? After 60 years, we're going to go back to where we came from? We're going to go back to our homeland? In today's gospel lesson, too, it proclaims an audacious message. An audacious message. It starts out with the word, the beginning. It's uh, similar to the Greek word for Genesis. It starts out with that word. Ar arche is the, uh, the Greek word. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, this is audacious. Why is it? Because the word for good news... Uh, which is euagelion, from which we get the word evangelism 
or evangelical good news? The good news back then would have been in the Roman Empire. The good news was Caesar Augustus' birthday. Okay? The good news of Rome conquering the world. The Pax Romana, which brought no peace at all. That was how that word was used. The good news is Caesar Augustus' birthday. The audacity of someone to say the good news is about Jesus Christ. From the beginning, this is a challenge to the powers that be. That Jesus is the good news, not not Caesar Augustus, not the Pax Romana, but Jesus is the good news. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. How could that be? John the Baptist comes. He is the precursor. He comes and says, I baptize you with water for forgiveness, repentance and forgiveness. Now apparently, it says all the people from uh, Jerusalem and from the countryside of Judea were coming out to be baptized by him for repentance and forgiveness of sins. He was a pretty successful guy, I would say, right? Boy, if he were a mega church, he'd have a mega church today. He'd have thousands and thousands of people coming. What was, what was his message? His message was, you need to change. You need to prepare. And it brought a hope. You know, you, we would think of, you know, someone asking us to repent, to ask for forgiveness of sins. You know, is that a hopeful thing? Well, it was then. This was a people that had lost their center. They had lost their identity as God's people. Because the Roman Empire kind of ruled things. And uh, remember I've told you that the temple itself was a vessel of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire said, okay, you guys can have your religion. We'll even build your temple, this magnificent temple. But you do not make any waves with us. We are in charge. Corruption, right? The, the, the religious people were corrupt. How would there ever be freedom from this tyranny of the Romans? The audacity to say that God is in control and God is doing a new thing in Jesus Christ and we are to prepare to have new hope to begin again. We are to begin again. That is the message. There is hope. Who would have ever thought in Jesus' day, at the writing of the Gospel of Mark, who would have thought that Jesus Christ would conquer conquer uh, the deceitfulness of the empire. The empire seemed like it would last forever, but it didn't. We know that. 
It lasted for centuries, but eventually it fell. And Rome became a Christian city. Jesus Christ was more powerful than Caesar Augustus. We look back at Caesar Augustus now. A footnote in history. Jesus Christ is present and strong in today's church. Begin again. Have faith that God is ultimately in control. Second Peter, the most famous phrase from Second Peter is, with God, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. Have you ever th- thought to think that, think that through? So one day, a thousand years. I mean, so a week is 7,000 years? Um, you know, we think in terms of, is God really being in control? Is Jesus Christ really doing his redemptive work? We don't see it. Maybe we do see it. If you do see it, God bless you. There are hints of God's righteousness coming into being today. But a lot of us feel the same way as those folks felt at the time of the captivity. The same way those folks felt when the Roman Empire was in charge. But ultimately, God is in charge. That is our message. And we are to be hopeful. We are to begin again. Start again. John says, I baptize you with water for forgiveness. He, he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And that's what we believe. In the waters of baptism, when we are baptized, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. That spirit that goes on forever, no matter what. Isaiah says, the word of the Lord will stand forever. People are like grass. They flourish one day and then they wither. The The grass is cut down and thrown into the fire. People don't last forever. The word of our Lord lasts forever. The word of assurance that God is in control the word of forgiveness, the word of promise, I will be with you forever and you will be with me in the end. This is what we celebrate today. We have hope and we are challenged to begin again, to let go of our discouragement, begin again, and uh, have hope and expectation just as we look forward to Jesus coming to us as a helpless little infant. An infant who will go to the cross. The victory, the victor will be the victim, but the eternal victory belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are part of his kingdom. That is a lot to celebrate. And we celebrate every Sunday by taking Jesus in, in body and blood. A little piece of bread 
and a little sip of wine. Come, share in that victory feast. Amen. the whole church, let us confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. With hope and expectation, we offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all who await God's day of restoration. 
Send forth your faithful people with words of promise and forgiveness. Teach your church to be bold in revealing your good news in word and deed. Merciful God, receive our prayer. <clears throat> Reveal your majesty in mountain peaks, flowing rivers, and blossoming wilderness roads. Heal the earth where it longs for renewal. Bring wholeness to the earth and all its creatures. Merciful God, hear our prayer. Turn the hearts of the nations toward righteousness and peace. Increase cooperation for justice between countries, commonwealths, political parties, and diplomatic leaders. In times of prosperity, direct leaders to be generous for the sake of all. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Comfort your people with tender words of love and healing. Surround all who are grieving, all who know depression or anxiety, and all who feel lonely or forgotten. Be steadfast, be a steadfast presence when all else feels uncertain. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Grant holy patience to all who are waiting this season. Give hope to those seeking employment. Bring reassurance to those awaiting new diagnoses or treatments. Protect expectant parents. Watch with those who keep bedside vigil. Merciful God, receive our prayer. With you, a thousand years is like a day. Bless the memory of the saints from ages past and the anticipation of saints yet to be born. Inspire us to live with faith as we await your new heaven and new earth. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Listen to these and all our prayers, O God of hosts, and restore us with your great and everlasting mercy. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please share signs of peace. <clears throat>